Welcome to What Do You Think? I'm Al. I'm C. And uh, in this spooky season, this is our third spooky movie yes. or movie in review and our 30th review. Oh, wow. Who yeah, right. Uh, we are reviewing uh, the conclusion of the most of this Halloween reboot trilogy directed and led by David Gordon Green, who a lot of people know as the director of Pineapple Express. Um, George Washington. Not many people know that, but it's a great movie. Uh, uh, it is. What, what was the other one? Joe? Um, yeah, Joe. Was that and, what it was uh, called? The one with Nicolas yeah. Cage? Yeah, and uh, he also did... He did that underrated uh, Boston bombing movie um, mm-hmm. with, uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. What was it called? Oh, it was really good. Like, I was um, shocked he didn't get nominated for an Oscar. That's true, but uh, he's, he also is responsible for films like Your Highness as well, so he, he's all over the map. And he also did, uh, no, he is all over the map, but like, I, I like to think he's done more good than bad. Like, I think, uh, oh, without a doubt, I think he's done more Like good Stronger, than bad. that was the name of the movie, Stronger. Mm. The, the one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and uh, he directed a couple episodes of, of, you know, TV shows that a lot of people have heard of. Uh, the Righteous East Gemstones, B- Eastbound uh, and Down, Mythic Quest, that Apple TV show, Vice Principals, which is hilarious. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. Um, uh, so it so, but most most people know him as like a comedic director, right? Even mm-hmm. though his first two movies were are very were, serious, are very serious, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, he, he people sometimes forget, like, oh yeah, he was also that wave of like comedic content creators, creatives who were delving into horror. In this case, he decided, hey, uh, I'm going to team up with Jason Blum of Blumhouse and we're going to do a rebootquel, if, mm-hmm. if you will, of yeah. the Halloween the franchise. The second rebootquel. Yeah, the second reboot. Wait, is it the second? Yes, you're right. It is yeah. the second. Yes, you're right. It is the second. The first reboot. Thank you, Rob Zombie. No, 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 no. That was a straight up reboot. The first no. rebootquel was... H2O. Uh, uh, was it H2O? Uh, Halloween 20 years later? Oh, I don't know. Yes, yes, it was, uh, it was Halloween. No, no. Yes, no, you're right. It was H- H2O. So H2O was the very first rebootquel because up until, uh, uh, H2O, it had been following. Okay, so it was Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween 3 went its own way, and then 4, 5, and 6 were all about uh, Lori's daughter who was being stalked by her uncle Michael, right? That's mm-hmm. the one where in the last one, Paul Rudd pop- pops in. And those yep. were the ones where, um, uh, what was his name? Oh gosh, I'm I'm so ashamed. Uh, Dr. Loomis. Uh, Donald mm-hmm. Pleasance as Dr. Loomis was in all, all three of those, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, uh, Donald Pleasance dies. And uh, this is like in the 90s, mid 90s. And... Um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is asked to come back for H2O. Then there's Halloween Resurrection. And then they do the Rob Zombie reboots. They're mm-hmm. full on reboots. And then, you know, people have their <laughs> opinions on those movies. Yeah. And uh, David Gordon Green teams up with Jason Blum and he goes, like, We're going to do a second reboot wool. But whereas the other reboot wool made sure to include Halloween 2 in it, uh, Jason Blum and David Gordon Green were like, yeah, no, this is just going to be, this is just going to follow the first Halloween, which means that 
one of the more famous aspects of the franchise that Lori is Michael's sister was a retconned out. Mm -hmm. So now uh, the 2018 film Halloween was just about, uh, you know, Lori has been traumatized all her life over that encounter with, with Michael. Michael is in a, is in a mental institution and folks, I'm not going to re regurgitate the plot of the Halloween movie from 2018, but basically he escapes and people die. Yeah. The, that, so see you and I saw that movie in theaters. We did. And I think I was dressed as Michael Myers when we went to go see it. Well, yes, but for obvious reasons, you had to take off that mask. Yeah, no, obviously, obviously. And I remember like it was either the night or the night before we were going to go see it. I basically gave you the biggest scare of your life or one of the biggest. (laughs) You were just in the in the outfit and I nearly shit myself. well, Well, what happened was, was that like. We were both outside. He had no idea I was outside. So he was on the phone with, I think, family. And I'm like maybe 40 feet away. I'm, I'm a good bit away from him, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're like in this big lot, big parking lot. Or not big. It wasn't a big parking lot, but it was a parking lot. Mm-hmm. And I just stand there. And folks, C can be on the phone for a while. He was on the phone for a good 20, 25 minutes mm-hmm. before he finally goes like, all right, see ya. Uh, hangs up the phone, turns around, and his eyes just, like, pass me by and then just come right back and stare at me straight at my face. And I just hear him go, like, what the fuck? Yep. It was real. And then you kept it going for a hot minute where you didn't say anything and just stared at me. Yeah. And and, 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 and then you just go, like, you just go, like, wait, Al, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, yep. it was amazing. Um... But anyway, anyway, kind of back to this. Uh, so the movie did gangbusters. It did really, really well. And for the record, it was really good. Oh, yeah. No, we both loved it. Um, yeah. I don't know if we put it on our best of year list, but I remember I remember saying to myself, like, saying to you, see, like, man, this is the best, like, slasher movie in a while. Like, mm-hmm. like because, you know, I, I think because... I don't know. Actually, see, th- this would be an interesting thing to talk about. Well, maybe make a different yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, but for some reason, slasher is always that genre of horror that for one reason or another, people do the most to cut corners in, both in a storytelling sense, in a budget sense, because it's like, oh, all you really need to do is create an outfit that people will recognize and make really violent creative kills. Everything else mm-hmm. is kind of window dressing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't really do that with like ghost horror movies or or like um, whodunit murder mystery horror movies. You can't really do that. With slashers, you're ju- with slashers, people are like, oh, that's a cool costume that I might wear on Halloween. Ooh, that kill was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when the Halloween reboot came out, Rebookwell came out, in 2018 like it was a competently made film the cinematography was great the camera movement was amazing and the kills were brutal the kills were brutal um and like jamie lee curtis was giving a really really good performance as uh, as a traumatized woman who was never able to let go of that trauma um what, what what's the actress's name who played her daughter uh, she's really good she's like in a lot of like um comedic uh tv sitcoms yeah she uh. was in 
She's in Arrested Development. She yeah, was, yeah, yeah. She played the mother of the kids in the in Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Yeah, and she was uh, in some other things too. She was in um, she was in that M Night Shyamalan movie, uh, The Village. Uh, Judy Greer. That's Judy right. Greer. Yeah. Judy Greer gave a really good performance as her daughter, and a relative newcomer to the to the industry, uh, you know, to the screen. Andy Matichak played the granddaughter. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it was, hey, all three of them gave pretty good performances in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the movie makes Game Busters and immediately Universal and Blumhouse announced, hey, we're making a trilogy, guys. And mm-hmm. the second film was going to be called Halloween Kills. And the third film was going to be called Halloween Ends. Like it was already on IMDb with like, yeah, like, like maybe five days after the premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Gordon Green had signed on to direct all three. Uh, him and uh, this is this was kind of the other crazy thing about this franchise. Uh, the first Halloween of this trilogy was written by both David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Mm. <laughs> if anyone who watches that. Eastbound and Down, like you know who Danny McBride is, uh, but they were going to come back and write the next two films, and they were originally going to be released in 2020 and 2021. But obviously, the world ended in 2020, so everything got pushed back. Yeah. Uh, Do you think that changed the direction they intended to go? I don't know. I've heard I've heard in the grapevine that it did, but I, I can't, like, some people say, like, well, things that were going to happen in Halloween Ends got changed. I've heard a lot of things. There's, like, a lot of conflicting rumors over how this franchise was supposed to kind of wrap itself up. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, fast forward to 2021. Halloween Kills comes out. And mm-hmm. kind of that's where I want to start our discussion, see. Sure. Well, do we want to watch a trailer of Halloween Ends first? Well, let, let's let's okay. discuss the franchise and sure. watch the trailer, and then we're going to give our ultimate review. Sounds good. Um, see, what were your expectations with Halloween Kills? And what were your thoughts after you saw that movie? Let's just give a quick rundown of our thoughts. Sure. sure. So... I unfortunately got... Oh, I yep. do apologize. Uh, so Halloween Kills is basically... A, the, it takes place literally the same night. Uh, basically, we're introduced to a couple more characters that were the kids from the original Halloween film that came out in 78 or 74. Yeah, 74. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's still like... The first Halloween ended with Michael in a burning building. He escapes, kills a bunch of firefighters. And yeah, so it's basically still the same night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's kind of the, the how Halloween Kills was. So anyway, con- continue. See, I'm sorry. So when I heard it was going to be the same night, I heard about that a while ago before the even trailers for it came out. I was very excited. I actually felt that that was the ultimate way to make a sequel to the fir- to this new rebookal, so to speak. Uh, because I was like, okay, good. They're just keeping the tension going. They're going to make it this sort of two-part thing. Like, at least the second movie will be really good because they can just keep this energy alive. Like, that's exactly what you want. Um, so I was very excited. And then I see the trailer, and I'm like, oh, the town's fighting back. That's really interesting. I really... That's, an in, that's a new idea. So I, I really was excited about this. Then, unfortunately, I heard, I didn't read any reviews, but I started hearing that it wasn't that great, that it had problems. 
And sometimes when I hear that about a movie that I'm excited about, I end up not going to theaters to see it. And luckily, this movie ended up on Peacock. Same same day as it got released in theaters. Yes, yes, uh, that was because of the pandemic. They, which I, I can't necessarily even blame them that blame them for that. So it gets released, and turns out I was with Jay at the time, and we decided we had both heard the mixed reviews about it. So we uh, decided to give it a shot. We sat down and we we watched the thing. And I gotta say, I was a little bit disappointed by the way in in which Halloween Kills was made. Not in the way it was made, but in, in what it turned out to be. Because I, I felt like well, in many ways, like you said, with a slasher, there, there's really only so much you, sh- you can do, and then the rest is window dressing. If you try to go beyond that, you get into very dangerous territory of making it too complicated. And unfortunately, it, it, got, a, it, it got its foot into that. And look, this movie's been out for a while, so spoiler a little bit. It was, it was meant to be... It was meant to showing what Michael had turned this town into like just a ravenous crowd ready to kill anybody ready to ready to mob kill anybody so to speak um and i get that idea i really do but what you end up having is just a sequence that's supposed to be this big critique on you know mob justice and it ends up just being a really weird scene that's obviously a giant misunderstanding that even like the like even even though as an audience member we have an inside look like you look at the mob it's like how did you think that like how did you basically they they mistakenly almost kill somebody else instead of Michael Myers but you look at it and you're like how would they get to that conclusion that doesn't make sense um so yeah i think it just got a little too big for itself um, the kills were certainly good, uh, but it just it went it it went a little bit beyond its grasp. So yeah, that was my thought on that. I I agree with you. It's kind of same situation. I had started hearing reviews that people were saying like, "Oh, Halloween Kills is like such a downgrade to the first film," and I ended up just watching it like like you on Peacock. In fact, I didn't even do it the. I didn't even do it this, the the honor of watching it in my living room. I watched it on the tablet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, Halloween Kills came off like like if like if the word padding had a movie, it was Halloween Kills. Um, it it almost felt like like everything from the new characters that were introduced to the to, to the to the murder scenes to to the stuff like with the town like like so the thing it has going for it like you said was that the town kind of wants to fight back and kind of this effect michael has over haddonfield just by his mere presence or threat of his presence and it all that stuff felt like it was ideas that david gordon green and danny mcbride were talking about while writing the first and they just dropped them and when when Jason Blum said we're making two more, they I feel that they pretty much said like, well, all the stuff we dropped that we didn't think were interesting or fleshed out enough, 
for this the first movie let's put it in the second movie because the third is obviously going to be about tying loose ends what's the second one going to be about well let's put in all these these ideas we kind of threw away that's how i really felt throughout the whole film i felt like the characters of the kids that that were that you know the kids in the original film i thought i was like what's the point of them like they don't really do anything some are there just to be killed by michael Mm-hmm. And that's fine, but we like then they should only pop up when Michael's about to kill him. Why are we wasting time on them when you're not even developing them in an interesting way? Um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is literally sidelined for most of the movie because they're like, you know, it's kind of funny. Remember the tagline for Halloween Kills was like, "Evil dies tonight." <laughs> Yeah, and, and, then, and, and she's like in the hospital for like eighty percent of it. That like, was yeah, that was. They, they were basically problem, like, yeah. they were basically like, oh yeah, you kind of want to kill Michael, but there's still one more movie, so we got to sideline you and find some excuse that you and him never have a confrontation. But um, I don't see why they felt the need to do that. They could have just been no, let this be like the part two of an exhausting night. Like yeah, that, no, no, that could have to- worked. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, the the stuff about the town. Like it was all half baked, like you yeah. said. Like it just it went. Like even as you're watching it, you're like, "This is just a big misunderstanding." Why is everyone freaking the fuck out? Like I get it. Michael Myers is a crazy serial killer, but why is everyone freaking out? Um, you know. Then uh, honestly, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, the only interesting parts of that movie were the flashbacks. So so Halloween Kills has an extended flashback sequence where. Uh, we meet Will Patton's character, where Will Patton's character was, like mm-hmm. in the aftermath, the like the immediate aftermath of the first uh, babysitter kills from the original mm-hmm. film, and everything from like the camera work, the cinematography, the costuming, it's all painstakingly recreated to feel like a natural continuation of the original '70s movie, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's really interesting because it basically ends with him telling the other cops, "Hey, we cannot kill Michael Myers; he has to face." A, a jury of his peers mm-hmm. and and then you know then it, basically he's racked with guilt over that because uh obviously what happens in the first movie and what's continuing to happen in the second movie is pretty much because he didn't let the cops just kill michael that night that original night that was the only interesting part about that movie for me mm-hmm. that was it because i was like because you know you know, in a lot of these reboots, they bring in these characters that like, oh, yeah, we're old friends, even though they were never in the original films. Yeah. Uh, they do that yeah. a lot because obviously, you know, you, you, you got have to, to an extent. you have to have you have to have characters outside of the stories that were told that you know of. Um, and I found it really interesting that they, they they tried to, like, fill in the the blanks. That, that was really cool. Um, but everything else, you know, like. Like again, it just it just really felt like oh these were all ideas that they kind of threw away and they just had to put it because they had no there was no natural continuation for that second movie that can I add something to that um, sure you after and we'll get into this more when we review the actual Halloween ends but you said something very good almost right after we watched this movie and it was the, the- and it was this. You said the themes they covered in Halloween Kills would have been great for the third movie. Like, yes. N- not the aspect where they continue the same night. That's a good idea for the sequel. But the larger themes of the town losing itself. Yeah. And like that aspect of it and the town fighting back. You made a very excellent point that that's what should have been Halloween ends. Yeah. No, no. It's true because, yeah, those 
here here's and here's kind of my overall problem with the trilogy as a whole was that stuff that's in the second movie should really be in the third and the stuff they do in the third movie is really only something you should do in like a sequel because in a sequel that isn't the conclusion because the conclusion needs to be focusing on concluding. Well, some not, of the things they did in the third, they shouldn't do, but we'll get, well, yeah, that. yeah, we'll get to that. So, um, so see, I think you and I are both in agreement. We both loved yeah. that Halloween reboot. Well, Halloween kills was pretty disappointing. And, you know, I don't great think poster, it was a, though for Halloween oh, kills. Oh, great poster. Still, I don't, it looks awesome. I, I, I don't regret watching it, but no. it's one of those things where I'm like, like if, if I'm, if I'm going to, you know what? It would Halloween Kills would be that mo- you know how like in Halloween parties there's always that first movie that everyone like sits down and watches and we're like let's put on the second one but nobody pays attention to it. Everyone else is like going going to the deck or like grilling yeah. something, you know? Halloween Kills is that movie for me. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, so it's impressive that out of all the Halloween movies, we now have two great ones, the original and the rebootquel. Yeah. That's yeah, great. No, no, you're right. You're totally right. Um, but you know what? Let's let our audiences get a real big, like a real clear idea of like the things we just did not like or did like about Halloween ends. Mm-hmm. So how about we watch that trailer just so we can get this show on the road? Let's do it. Short and sweet to the point, just like this review. Halloween end sucks, everybody. <laughs> it sucks. It's god awful. Don't yeah. watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I could tell you couldn't contain yourself anymore. <laughs> listen, listen. We're gonna go into full spoiler territory because we just have to. And by the way, yeah. if you care about this movie. To, Stop to, listening now. Yeah. Also, you shouldn't care. It sucks. It's awful, guys. Yeah, it's it does really things bad. that is so mind-numbingly stupid. Like, ugh. okay, okay, okay. Can I just ask you one quick question? Go ahead. Where was Michael Myers? I Seriously, I, where was he for, like, most of the movie? He, he was... was not he was, there. He was he was out trying to get a free tetanus shot. Apparently, I don't know. Uh, the, in the, a cave? the the, like, the man what? the man is over seventy. See, he 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 ain't got that. Uh, 
he ain't got that uh that strength like he used to oh, back when he was 60 sh- when he was 66 four Listen, years ago that, that movie made sure that we understood how weak michael was at this point i i love how like like at 66 he has the strength of 10 men as the first movie makes it very clear the first movie in halloween kills makes it very clear that he is indestructible four years passed and he's like oh oh my age caught up with me i i can't even fight a a scrawny 20 year old oh god struggling oh my god no 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 (sighs) all right see yeah would you agree would you agree yes i agree no What is it? Would you agree that uh, Halloween Ends was trying to do something different, like, like trying to subvert expectations? You know, it was also trying to subvert expectations. What the one with Paul Rudd? <laughs> okay, oh, that's literally what it. Dude, no, seriously, let me dude. say something. Let me say something. Let me say something. Did it not remind you of that one? It reminded me of that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, the one, about, the one like, with the cult, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like it was all about the not just the cult, but the, like the the obsession, the the because Paul Rudd's character was very much obsessed and kind of like becoming the killer, sort of. Well, remember, Paul Rudd is playing the kid from the original Halloween, and I get uh, that. I, he couldn't. I, he actually he was originally going to play him in Halloween Kills, but he had to do the Ghostbusters Afterlife. So they got uh, the nerd from Breakfast Club to do the role instead. But that Is was that supposed to be, was? yeah, yeah, that was supposed to be um, Paul Rudd. You know, the one with the baseball bat who's trying yeah. to kill Michael with it. And yeah. then Michael just fucks his shit up at the end of Kills. That was supposed uh, to be Paul Rudd. Didn't know that. Oh, maybe. No, I didn't know that. That's, well, point being is that one, that movie tried to do something, tried to subvert expectations. And look what happened. That we're talking about Hall- Halloween Six from the yeah. original from the original timeline. That one's a rough. One. That one's rough. That, that one's rough. That one's really rough. And and the funny thing was is that, and we'll get listen. We'll get back to Halloween ends, but just a bit yeah. of trivia about Halloween Six. Uh, a production par- nightmare, right? Uh, yeah, production nightmare. And apparently, there exists a director's cut that's actually quite good. But like, it's one of those situations where. They've only been able to cobble it together with like scans from like laser discs or something. Mm-hmm. But if you can find it on the internet, apparently it's like, oh, it's a decent, uh, it's a decent horror film slash uh, like conspiracy theory mystery movie type thing. Well, it's from what I've heard. The agreement is from what I did hear. So I think they talk about this. There's a, there's a few YouTube channels that have talked about this, and what they agree is it's a good horror movie. It is still not a good Halloween movie. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's it's totally still not true. good that, but it's just a good horror movie. You know, and, and this the thing about Halloween ends is that it's like it's like okay, we're not going to be a good Halloween movie, but we're going to try to be an introspective horror movie. And I'm like, you failed at both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you failed at both. In case you guys can't tell, this movie fucks. Game sucks. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! We okay. Keep it. Okay. So should okay. We... Yeah, we should we should basically explain why this movie fucking sucks. So Michael Myers went down to Savannah, Georgia, and then, <laughs> so that's another thing. Um, so we we've both been to Savannah, Georgia, 
And we recognized it instantly. Like, there was a moment where we're like, Al, we've been to that bar. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, like, uh, so my girlfriend watched the thing with us, and I turned to her, and I'm like, I've gotten drunk near that uh, billiard table so many times. Yeah. But I also want to point out that you can tell that when they were there, that they were told, listen, you can, because it was a party scene for the record. So they're doing this party scene, but you can tell whoever owned the that bar basically said, you can do whatever you want, do this, do that, but do not damage those pool tables. The reason why you can tell is because they're so careful. The actors are weirdly careful around them and yeah. other random objects, Yeah, which happens a lot. I get that. I get places don't want their shit fucked with. That's totally fair. Any location can make those demands and then the movie can choose to still be there or not. But there are a number of locations throughout the movie where you can tell the owner of said either house bar or grocery store said, you can film here, but don't move my shit. And they had to work around it. Okay. So, um, so, uh, Halloween ends. Yeah. Is supposed like the trailer sell it as the conclusion of the, saga of the battle between Laurie Strode played by Jamie Lee Curtis mm -hmm. and Michael Myers uh played by like 50 50 percent of the time with uh uh with Nicholas Castle uh mm -hmm. but most of the stunts and most of the kills are done by the stuntman James Jude Courtney that's how that's how the film sells it as mm -hmm. what the film actually is is that it's trying to study it's trying to be a mediation on the nature of evil through a character study, through the eyes of a totally new character we're introduced to in the prologue of the film, uh, Corey Cunningham. Uh, he's we we're introduced to him in 2019, a year after the the night that uh, Halloween and Halloween Kills takes place in, and we're introduced to this. This this guy, you know, he's basically talking about like, oh, I'm trying to get into engineering school, blah, 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 blah. And uh, he's babysitting on Halloween night. And the kid he's babysitting is a little piece of shit. Like, like the shittiest kid I've ever seen, like literally tells uh, this this guy, Corey, to go fuck himself that, you know, he sucks because he's an ugly looking guy and he wanted a hot girl babysitter. He's, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> He's a piece of shit. Oh, and by the way, Corey Cunningham is played by uh, this, again, kind of something interesting about this franchise is that they've kind of been, instead of getting like more well-known younger actors, they try to get like unknowns. So this, this guy, Rowan Campbell, this is like his first big role. Uh, so basically the kid shuts him in the attic. Uh, Corey freaks the fuck out, like kicks the door open. And what proceeds to happen is that the ricochet of the door hits the kid. The kid, like, and they're in the, they're like in the, this is a big ass house. They're like in the fourth floor. Mm -hmm. And the kid gets hit by the ricochet, flips over the stair railing, and falls all the way down to the ground. Just as his parents come home. Just as his parents come home. Only good scene in the movie. Only good scene in the movie. It's really it well. Was, it, yeah. It was really well directed, really well shot, very well edited. This the moment you get you get the splat, it is such a well Jesus. edited sequence that both me and C just went, Good God Jesus. 
No, right? we were we were shocked. We because we that scene is a really good example of misdirection. We're like, okay, Michael's gonna kill them. Michael's gonna kill them, and then that happens, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, fuck. Like, All right. Wow. So then the the film fast forwards to uh, 2022, right? We find out that Corey Cunningham has been uh, was charged for for manslaughter, but was acquitted. Uh, everyone in the town thinks he's like a psycho killer, and and basically, <laughs> also the he, town's ripping itself apart for some reason. Like, yeah, more so, people are dying and killing yeah, themselves. Yeah, Michael, Michael's still at large. He's been at large since 2018. It's been four years. Nobody knows where he is. People are going crazy. They're killing other people or killing themselves. Uh, all this is happening while Jamie Lee Curtis is giving us a monologue. You know, whatever. So anyway. Uh, notice that I keep saying Corey, Corey, Corey. He really, is, for the first two acts of this, for the first two and a half acts of this film, he is our protagonist. He really is. Like, there's no other way to put it. Lori, once again, is a side character. Once again, she's a side character. And uh, her, her, uh, her granddaughter, Allison, actually sort of, be, not sort of, really does become the love interest to Corey. Um, but anyway, Corey's a pariah. Everyone treats him badly. No joke. So at this point, he's like 20, 21. He's, he's at least 21 because he can drink at a bar. Mm-hmm. He pretty much gets assaulted by high school band nerds. Like the, the scene that's supposed to show us that he's like treated badly by the town is that these four band nerds come to a gas station and three of them bully him and threaten to hurt him. And by the way, I was convinced one of them was a jock because he's dressed like a jock, but it turns out he's a high school band nerd. No, all three, all of them are. It's a drummer. um, I think a clarinet player. The one you think is a jock was actually like the, the trumpet player. Mm. And, And the third one, they still don't know what instrument she played. So, uh, Lori takes pity on him, tries to hook him up with his her granddaughter. She succeeds. And what proceeds... And then immediately regrets it. And then immediately regrets it. And then here's what proceeds to happen. Corey's getting treated like shit. He, uh, he tells Allison, we can't be together because people treat you differently because you, you're, you're a survivor of trauma. People treat me differently because I accidentally killed a kid. Meets the band geeks again. Gets thrown over a bridge. And then Michael Myers drags him into a sewer. And chokes him. And while he's choking him, somehow or another, Corey is like, I'm a serial killer now. And what proceeds to happen is that Corey is like trying to set himself up to be like Michael's successor. And have his own like serial killing spree. You remember when Tobey Maguire wore the black bat black Spider-Man <laughs> suit? <laughs> remember that? I remember that. Okay, didn't that didn't I really got that vibe from this? So so again, no offense to Rowan Campbell, he kind of looks like a uh, bad side of the tracks Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> <laughs> And listen, I'm sure, I, I'm sure he worked really, really, oh, 
I'm sure he worked really, really hard to, like, get this role. He auditioned against a lot of other actors, and he was really hungry for the role. He should be proud. He's in a Halloween movie. He's in a Halloween movie. But. Oh, my God. Is he just not. He didn't. He understood the assignment and failed the assignment. Well, what it is. Here's my question. Because we we agree that David Gordon Green, the director, he has had hits and misses. Um, is this bad acting or is this bad directing? Okay. We will not know until I see Rowan Campbell in something else. That's fair. That's fair. Because most of the time in this movie, when he's upset, he does that thing where he just mugs really, really hard at the camera. And yeah. I call him Eddie Redmayne from the bad side of the tracks because I know this sounds really weird. He, his lips remind me of Eddie Redmayne's and Eddie Redmayne had this bad habit, especially in the fantastic beast movie where he would do this pouting with his lips. That was really distracting. And Rowan Campbell is doing the exact same thing, except he's also gritting his teeth. Mm. And it just, I just kept thinking to myself, like, why are you mugging? Stop mugging. Stop doing that. And he just never did. He just never, never. Like, when he was trying to have a romantic moment with uh, Allison, mugging. When, you know, he's mad at the band geeks who are bullying him, <laughs> mugging. When, when uh, Michael Myers is, like, staring at him, mugging. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, do you have anything to add about our, our, our Corey Cunningham? <laughs> Listen, he. <sighs> you, you know, Al, right before this movie, you had a migraine that made you nearly go blind. Do you regret watching this movie? Are you asking if I would rather go through that migraine again or watch this movie? I, I don't really know what I was asking there. My point is, which was worse? <laughs> Honestly, this movie, because, like, I was sold something that this movie was not at all supposed to be until the last, like, 15 minutes. That's true. The trailer does not so suggest that this is what it's going to be. So, again, this movie is about... Uh, Rowan Campbell's character, Corey Cunningham, becoming evil. That's what this movie's about. It's just about him. This random guy that we're introduced to in the third movie of a trilogy is supposed to become the next Michael Myers, right? Mm -hmm. And, the, like, like, when you're trying to do some experimental shit in a franchise, you know, see, you know when you do that, you do that in one of the movies that takes place in the middle, not at the yeah. end. Okay. Have you ever played um, Metal Gear Solid? I'm very familiar with it. Okay. So there's the first two Metal Gears and then there's Metal Gear Solid, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's Metal Gear Solid 2. All right. Did you know what Hideo Kojima did in Metal Gear Solid 2 that Is pissed off some people but was still kind of uh, appropriate. He, he basically did something different. He, he basically mm. 
made the protagonist someone that wasn't Solid Snake. It was a Raiden, right? It was Raiden. That's right. That that yeah. that, that whole movie is just Raiden, right? And then uh, the third movie is basically a big flashback with uh, Big Boss, right? Mm-hmm. And then the the last movie chronologically, uh, Guns of the Patriots, Metal Gear Solid 4. You know what? It's back to Solid Snake. They did all the experimental shit in the second and third one. And then the last one was going to be... Go back. Was going to be, we're concluding this whole story with the character that people grew to love, uh, mm-hmm. Solid Snake, right? What this movie does is that it's like, okay, we know Halloween Kills was padding. Um, and Halloween Ends is supposed to be about Laurie and Michael finally having their final face off. But for the first, for the, for like the first uh, hour and, and 40, 40 minutes, it's going to be about this schmuck Corey that you've never met before, right? We, we could have introduced him in the first one, but we didn't. We're like, oh, no, we're going to do this in the third one. The movie's about him becoming evil in the most awkward way possible. And then uh, then we're going to kill him off because this is Michael's show, right? Mm-hmm. And then five minutes of him fighting Laurie and Allison, and then he dies. Which, yeah, p- people, Michael actually for reals, he dies in this one. Can we also talk about the Michael Myers parade that was held at the end of the movie? After he's killed... They, they tie him up to the roof of a car. And I remember we literally go, no, they're not. Like we they, tie him, they tie his corpse to the roof of a car. Everyone in the town starts following the car, in, including Vic, his, past Vic, his past survivors, uh, the smart Alec kid from the first one. Remember him? The one who was like, mm-hmm. ah, fuck this shit. <laughs> he just mm-hmm. ran away. Because he yeah. was like, oh, that's Michael Myers. Fuck that. Like yeah. he was like one of the, he was like the, he was like a really good comedic relief character in the first one. No, he was great. Uh, the wife who got stabbed with like broken glass in the second one, she actually pops up in this one as like, yeah, she survived, but she's mute and she's covered in these mutilating scars. Um, so all these people pop up. The procession literally passes by some cop cars and the sheriff just walks out of the car, looks at what's happening, which is breaking, I don't know how many state laws. And just, and just kinda, nods. He just nods. Let me Jamie. point out, and even worse, he was the one that in the second movie was like, this is vigilantism, this is wrong. And now he's just down with it? Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, it's cool. No, this is cool. Let's, 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 compl- let's do this. They go, to a, they go to a junkyard. Of course. And there's a trash compactor. And they literally throw his body in there. And in, the, and in one of the more graphic scenes of the movie, we see Michael's body literally explode into mush through the compactor. Yeah, that was like, really? That's what we're going to We're going to see that? Yeah, we, we, it's actually the shot lingers for quite a bit. It was, it was very disgusting. Like, I get it. It was supposed to be cathartic. But here's the problem. You give us one movie about this schmuck named Corey. And then only in the last like 15 to 12 minutes are you like, oh, yeah, we need Laurie to kill Michael and we need to show that he's like for reals, he's dead. And then the movie ends. The movie ends. And I, I again, you want you want to make a experimental horror film in a franchise. Right. Do you know what franchise had the common sense to. uh uh Well, this, this is actually kind of funny. See, have you seen Friday the 13th movies? I've so of all these, I have seen the first of all of them. That's been my except actually 
Friday the Third. No, yeah, yeah, I've seen. Okay, I've I've seen the first of all, and then bits and pieces of the series. Okay, so Friday the Thirteenth. Th- this movie reminded me a lot of Friday the Thirteenth because, uh, a, so obviously there was the first one where, as you all know, it's actually Jason Voorhees' mom who's the killer. Jason doesn't pop up until the second one, right? Mm-hmm. He pops up in the little second one, and in the third one, he gets his hockey mask, right? Mm-hmm. So the fourth one was originally going to be the finale. It was it was called Friday Thirteenth, the final chapter. Um, and that movie that was the first movie where they were like, "Hey, what about we do like this?" And and make no mistake, Friday Thirteenth Part Four isn't the isn't a great movie. It's it's fine for what it is. But they decided to do something interesting where they decided to give Michael kind of a nemesis or not Michael, uh, Jason, a nemesis. And he was going to be kind of like a parallel to Jason, this ostracized kid who nobody understands. He's very weird. He basically kind of a mirror image of what Jason used to be when he was a kid, except he's not uh, he's not deformed. Uh, Jason was deformed when he was a kid. Um. So it was going to be kind of, of the Goonies. Yeah, yeah, uh, Corey Feldman. That's right. And basically, it was like we're go- we're going to kind of we're we're going to we're going to do kind of some character work with uh, this kid played by Corey Feldman. That again, up until that time, up until that movie, all the Friday Thirteenth movies were about uh, corny teenagers at a, at Camp Crystal Lake getting murdered. That was all the movie was. All those movies were. So to do this weird character study where you're like, well, this is what Jason could have been. And they clash and they meet and Jason's terrifying them. And ultimately, the film ends with Corey Feldman basically shaving his head, making himself look like uh, Jason as a child, which is very in your face. The, the theme. This is the theme of the movie. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason gets very confused and freaked out. Uh the Corey Feldman sister or babysitter, I forget what she was in relation to him, like tricks Jason, Jason falls, and then Corey Feldman with a machete hacks him to death, right? And then the film ends with the babysitter, sister, whatever. She grabs Corey Feldman and says, stop, stop. And then the camera like zooms into Corey Feldman's eyes and we realize Jason's dead. But now that insanity that was in Jason is now going to be in this kid, Right. And again, this isn't a great movie, right? But it was, again, it was trying to be experimental in the concluding chapter. And this is what Halloween Ends is trying to do. Mm -hmm. Do you know how badly you have to fuck up that Friday the 13th, a franchise that is very well known to being, having the worst quality movies of any slasher franchise, any slasher franchise, the, the yeah, Chucky movies. It's it's considered the bad. Well, it ties with that with, it ties with Hellraiser as having the most bad sequels. Yeah, right? yeah. Do you know how badly you have to fuck up that Friday the Thirteenth did the thing you're trying to do better? That's fucked. Right. It, it, it's fucked up that that they were like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna be experimental in our last movie. Well, what was supposed to be that? Obviously, they made a ton more. Yeah. Um. But we're trying to be experimental in our last movie. And Friday the 13th succeeds. And you, which has more money, better effects, more prestige. Halloween has always had more prestige than Friday the 13th, right? Yeah. Supposedly is ha- 
better writing too. Although I don't think that's true. No, I, think, that's, I, I think the best listen. writing at the time was Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street, and then it was uh, Scream. But no, Scream has the best writing. Period. No, no, no. I'm saying like at the time. Oh, I see. It was it was Nightmare on Elm Street, but when Scream came out, Scream took it. Even now, Scream still has yeah. the best writing. Yeah. To, to have all this stuff going for you and you still can't do it right. Like there is a way to do this where you're mm -hmm. like, okay, this is the last chapter. Michael is, Michael is, uh, it's, it's his sunset, but it's this other crazy killer's sunrise, right? Mm -hmm. You can do that. But this movie does it so weird because again, he basically gets choked out by Michael and suddenly he wants to kill people. Yeah, that uh, we're not joking. That's literally what happens. He never has. He never has like a real turn. He gets choked by Michael. And now he's like, you know what? I'm going to kill people. And there's just so many logistical problems with this. And see, I think you would agree. The big one is that up until this movie, Michael has been someone who's like, I just kill everything I see. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, he's teaming he's like up. a trained dog. Yeah, he's like a trained dog. He teams up with Corey to kill like this shitty doctor and his lover. Like, that makes no sense. There's never been any indication that Michael was would be willing to have accomplices. Like, the closest thing he had to an accomplice in this franchise was uh, was the crazy doctor in the first one who only let him go but had no direct... The only time he ever directly interacts with Michael is when Michael kills him. Mm -hmm. um, but up until then, the only thing he does is like, I want to see Michael kill. I, I want to see it. I need to understand. And then it's like the most he does is that he lets him go. He doesn't join him in killing people. But here Michael's like, oh, yeah, dude, no, you, you, want, to, you want to learn how to kill? Let me show you. There's literally a scene where Corey looks at a fresh kill that Michael does. And Michael's like, huh? Huh? Easy, right? Easy. Yeah. Like, you're just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, this is something Freddy Krueger would do. Mm -hmm. This is something Leatherface might do. Hell, this is that's the whole shtick with Ghostface. Yeah, but Michael, what? I just it it it, it makes no sense. It it really does. It it really doesn't. I just uh, see. Whoa. Like so, so here's what I'll say. This movie sucks. I've given my review already. You do not need to see it in theaters. You do not need to see it. I would even say, if you are a mega fan of this franchise, which, Al, I believe you are. Right? Yeah, I think I think it's the best slasher franchises out of all of them. Although at this point, I'm like, well, I got to give Scream a shout out, a shout out because, or I guess I got to give Scream a shot because uh, I've heard but, the the Scream Five is actually quite good. It it's it's okay. So here's the thing. I think you have to be careful how you attach how you become attached to any franchise like this any any horror franchise for the sake of argument because at the end of the day none of these horror franchises have 50% on their return what i That's mean true. by that none That's of true. them do none of them they all the the best we get i think is we 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 get a, we get a lot that have two good ones. That's when a franchise goes above and beyond. Is when you get two two sorry two great ones. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I don't know of any any, and I'm including all the sci-fi ones too. The ones that are that were 
not just slasher, but sci-fi ones too, and all and all that. I don't know any that go beyond two, really. I, I can't think of them. Yeah. I'm sure it exists, and I mean, I'm not even saying in order. Like you can go crazy out of order, but the best the best ones get two of them, and the real schlocky ones just have great moments, and and one good one. So that's that's what I'm saying. There is that like you do have to limit your investment in these. Um, it's why I, it's why I also say it's like oh, I've made sure to see the first of each one because it's like that's what started this. Well, that's with Friday the Thirteenth, you really need to watch the first three because no, I you, know that's you, what I've been told. You only get Jason in the second, and you get him in the hockey mask in the third. So the first three are kind of like oh, th- this is what it turns into. But everyone agrees that like with with Friday the Thirteenth, especially the quality is so inconsistent. Even oh, in dude, those, dude, like the best ones. Arguably, are Friday the first Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, I've I've been told that Friday the Thirteenth Part Three is good, and that uh, some this is controversial, but some people would say like, oh, the reboot Friday the Thirteenth, the one that came out in two thousand nine, that that one is like, that one's like good. And and the the crazy thing also, is for the record, Jason X is horrible, but is a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, but David Cronenberg makes a great cameo in that. Yeah. No, it's that's a bad that's a bad movie, but it was. I, I found was out something. why he cameoed in that too. See why the director of Jason X was David Cronenberg's uh, VFX supervisor in a lot of his movies. I didn't know that. That's but, why he. That's why he he said like, oh yeah, this is my first movie. He's like, yeah, I'll 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 cameo. But did you know Jason X that only got made because of legal litigation and uh, lawsuits involved with getting Freddy versus Jason made. Yeah. It's the only reason That's because the only reason, yeah. they're like, we want it. Well, we have the rights to Jason. Let's or do this. Let's, let's do another thing. So they're like, okay, let's put it so far out in the future that there's no way it could be happening at the same time. And you know that they still say that that's canon. They're like, yeah, the canon is is that eventually Jason dies as a shooting star. Yeah, that that's it ends there. That's like, yeah, that's where but, they but go with it. Ultimately, kind of circling back to Halloween. Like, yes, yeah, sorry. Like, um, like I, I'm thinking, like you know, you know what? Uh, doing these like introspective movies, right? Like, you know, you know what franchise is the king of it? Scream. Mm-hmm. That yeah, literally, yeah. that's literally Scream's whole shtick is that, like, yes, Ghostface, but it's introspection of the horror film genre, the slasher film genre. Yeah. Screen one, Scream 1 and 2 master that. Yeah. They're, they're amazing uh, at it. Obviously, the precursor to Scream was uh, the new Nightmare uh, on Elm Street. You know, the, the one where Freddy Krueger actually comes to life in the real world. So I've been told that's the case. I've never actually seen it, but that's it's, what I've been told. It's really, really well done. Uh, and again, I feel like this movie was trying to be the the new nightmare, but for the Halloween franchise. the The problem is, the problem is, is that you can't you can't stuff a new character down our throats when in the lead up it's all like. It's about the confrontation between Laurie and Michael. It's all that that this is the big thing of the movie. And then you're like, oh, no, actually, we want to do this mediation on the nature of evil, the nature of what Michael is or or what maybe people turned guys like him into. Like, that's an interesting thing to do. Uh, and, and I have no qualms with that. I, I think doing these downfall type movies, you know, I mean, hell, 
uh, Paradise Lost is the most famous example of that type of genre of someone becoming a villain, right? The downfall. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that's not what this movie should be. The movie ha- doesn't have time for this. We have mm-hmm. unresolved shit with Laurie and Michael. And and it it's it's so it's so frustrating that we have unresolved trauma of her daughter dying. Yeah, that that never gets brought up, and they don't give a shit, dude. That's she's like, up. I've made peace with everything. It's like he killed your daughter. No joke. So in the first movie, I she, bought a house and I'm writing a book. No, like, oh my what? god! Oh my what? god! That's right. She was writing a book. I'm writing a oh book about god. my experiences. She he killed my daughter. It's like, yeah, what the fuck. Okay, so in the first movie, she's this basically paranoid nut job who's convinced Michael's going to try to kill her again. So so she basically militias the fuck up, right? And then in the second movie, she's in a hospital most of the time. It's the same night. And then four years later, she's like, I've made peace with it. I'm writing a book. My you daughter's know, dead. My daughter's okay. dead. <laughs> I'm fine with. I'm gonna raise my granddaughter. So and many, so many people died. Michael is still out there, but I'm at peace. Meanwhile, right? so not Michael is like killing teenagers, and she's like, "Let me hit backspace on that. That's not the right sentence." It's like what? No, that happens at least three different times where she's writing something and she just backspaces. Yeah. Like, like I'm like, really, guys? You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't figure out what line worked better in her monologue so you included both so you by can the way have the your record, cake and eat it too yes but by the way for the record jamie lee curtis you are iconic we're not hating on you we're just hating on this movie yeah yeah i it's fucked up when Lori's whole arc in the movie is that oh no the guy i hooked my granddaughter up with might be crazy so I need to convince her not to run away with him. Also, I might appear to him as a figment of his imagination, but I'm never going to, that's never going to be resolved. There's a scene where, where Corey confronts Lori about trying to keep him apart from Allison. Oh, right. And then Lori disappears and you're like, was that a figment of his imagination? And, and we never get a confirmation. And we're like, I guess this was David Gordon Green trying to be like, uh-huh, see, you, you know, unanswered so, no. questions. But I'm well, like, go ahead. What I was going to say is also there's a scene where she's trying to convince her granddaughter not to date this boy. And it is one of the weirdest, like, I don't approve of you dating this bad boy sequence I've ever seen because she comes off as fucking nuts. It's like, he's going to kill you. Why? I saw it in his eyes. What? No, that's the whole that that's how lazy and stupid this movie is, is that again, Jamie Lee Curtis sets them up. She's like, oh, this would be a good boy for my granddaughter to date. And then suddenly she's like, oh, I don't trust him. And she talks to the 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 dad of the kid he killed accidentally, and he goes like, Oh, here's the fucked up part. He goes like yeah, I ran into him earlier today. A scene we never saw before. No. And I looked into his eyes and I'm like, oh, he can kill someone now. Yeah. And that's all the validation she needs. And she's I'm like, like, all right, that's I'm it. like, why are you talk why are you showing us a scene of him talking about it? Why didn't you just have that scene in the movie proper? Mm-hmm. Like, like what the fuck? Like it's it's these weird things that le- lead me to believe, quite honest, I believe this with all my heart, that that this movie was supposed to be something else. And I don't know if it was the pandemic. I don't know if it was the studio 
were were concerned. I think over... he had a plan for a sequel, but signed on for a trilogy. I I I think I think that too. I think maybe the suits got scared when people started shitting on Halloween Kills, where they're like, "Oh, they don't want anything that comes off as just padding. You you got to do something that feels like it's worth the time to see it." And he goes like, "Oh well, I want to make a mediation on the nature of evil," and he he doesn't even succeed. At, like like this this movie has four credited writers, so. I'm I'm of the belief that Danny McBride and David Gordon Green wrote a draft, and then these guys, um, Paul Brad Logan and uh, and uh, Chris Bernier, I I think they were like, oh no, we we gotta have more Michael in this or something. I don't know, but it's just it just like like the Corey stuff does not mesh with the Michael stuff, even when they're in the same fucking frame. No, no, it just doesn't, and. You know what's what's even funnier is that the surviving uh, the surviving lady who was like the little girl in the in the first the original original Halloween she's mm-hmm. the only survivor of that night her and Lori she's like in three scenes she runs a bar she cuts a pumpkin with Lori and then she, I don't even see her in the procession scene it took me so long to put that together too for the record it mm-hmm. took me a hot minute I'm like oh that's you. You're like okay. who, the, who the fuck are you? Oh yeah, yeah. You were that. You were the. You were part of that group of the original Michael victims, and she's the yeah. only survivor. Yeah. Uh, but just like she has nothing to do, she really does. Oh, oh. We never even get to this part. So, remember the cop who wants to date Lori, the one who was. We. It's his flashback scene. That's the only interesting thing in Halloween Kills. Remember him, played yeah. by well-respected actor Will Patton. Yes. Where his whole thing is like, I need to kill Michael because I regret not killing him when I had the chance or in stopping my fellow officers from doing the same. You Do you know what he does in this movie? He sits Tell down us. with Lori and talks about cherry blossoms in Japan. Which I... Uh, he doesn't have anything to do with the main plot at all. I'm exhausted by this. <laughs> no, he, he... Remember, Halloween Kills is him. He wakes up and he goes like... I need to kill Michael. Like you think you like I I was think I was led to believe that like oh okay him and Laurie are going to kill Michael together and it's, and they're going to run off together or something, right? No. Mm-hmm. He literally has a scene where he tells Laurie, "Hey, I've been I've been learning how to speak Japanese." I want to see he, the cherry blossoms. Literally, when they were talking, when they had a scene in the grocery store where they're talking about this, he's like, "I'm learning Japanese." And it's like, and then I was about to hear with Rosetta Stone. It's like I was waiting for that. It's like this is, a, this is. No, he did say Rosetta Stone. Did he really? Yeah, he said he's even... on Rosetta Stone. So that was an actual. <laughs> that was an. They actually paid him to do that. A, a, but like because Jamie Lee Curtis has been in some commercials, even that whole that whole scene looked like a commercial. It was really funny. I'm just it, like, wait, what? Yeah, and and you think okay, he's gonna pop up in the, in the like he pops up in the in the after the conflict or after the climax, where he's like banging on the door because so and th- this makes no sense. So Corey Corey kills the the band kids in a very violent way. He kills a bunch of people. The last actually, yeah, that's the thing. The kills were graphic in this. One. The, the kills were graphic, really, really. Gra- the way the band kids die is fucked up. Like. Like people get their heads exploded or their heads caught on fire. 
Like, like the the way Corey kills people would make Michael go like, dude, you have anger issues, yeah. which he kind of does, because Michael yeah. kills like without emotion, like he just it's kills. Like he's killing like a butcher. Yeah, but Corey is like, fuck these kids, fuck these nerds for for bullying me and harassing me and and punching me, like mm. like like, and, and I I I will never understand why David Gordigrew was like. You know who the bullies need to be to this twenty-one-year-old man, band Band geeks. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, but anyway, um, anyway, suck my uh, trumpet, bitch. (laughs) So anyway, uh, he 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 goes into Lori's house to kill her. Lori, because she's faced Michael tons of times, she has like a spider sense of like, oh, serial killer coming in my house. I better prepare a trap. This is her trap. Her trap is to make a big fuss that she's going to kill herself. She calls she calls 911 to let them know that she's going to kill herself. She takes out a gun and does this thing where she starts drinking and she like points the gun at her head, points it under her under her jaw, all, makes a big show about it, right? And and we're like in the point of view of Corey who's about to kill her. So then she she walks off frame, we see her out of frame. We hear a gunshot and splat. And then when Corey turns around to be like, oh, shit, this this bitch actually offed herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> turns out she shot a pumpkin and is like, I'm going to you thought I was going to kill myself. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why didn't you just hide and get a good vantage point to shoot him? Why, why did you do this whole thing of like, oh, I, I, I got to pretend I'm about to kill myself? I can tell you why. So in writing, as I'm sure you know, there's something there's a term people like to use called kill your darlings. This was a darling they didn't kill. They're like, wouldn't it be so interesting? That would be such a cool scene. We think she's going to kill herself. But then it's like, really? Like, on paper, that's a cool scene. But then you realize, wait, that doesn't work for 75 different reasons. It's so, stupid. And they didn't want to get rid of it. Because, because you're like, like, it's such a neat idea. It's like, ooh. Because it's like, yeah, they're, yeah. they're doing it because they want you to think, oh, shit, Lori's actually going to kill herself. Yeah. Like, she's actually going to do it. But then when it's a fake out just to just because she's like I'm faking it so that I can get I can get one over the the Corey or Michael the not Michael yeah not Michael you're like well then why didn't you just hide like you did in the first one where she hid with a gun and when she had Michael in her sights she shot him or stabbed him like that made no sense you're like logically it makes no sense because you're like you're doing it so that the audience thinks Lori's about to kill herself but the logic in the story is that she's doing it to to fake out not Michael, yeah. And it just doesn't work because you're like that that's that that's the stupidest fake out I, I I've ever heard. Um, and <sighs> there's just so many dumb things in this movie that you're like, why, why, like, why is it that the the kid basically wants to become a serial killer because Michael choked him. Like, like, it's not even that, like, Michael hypnotizes him or anything. Michael literally just chokes him and looks at him in the eye. And the guy's like, I want to kill people now. Like, for real. I want to kill people intentionally now. Yeah. Like, why? But it doesn't anyway, make sense. this movie sucks, ladies and gentlemen. Don't see it in theaters. Don't, don't watch see it, it on Peacock. See, give us your last thoughts and then we're going to end this podcast. Yeah. This movie sucks, as I've said. Do not see it in theaters. Don't watch it on Peacock. If you are a fan of this franchise, do not watch it. Even if you really, even if you're among the people who said, guys, Halloween Kills wasn't that bad. Trust me, you'll think differently when you see this. Um, or you'll, you'll think this is horrible. Um, and I think I'm just so disappointed that like it just, 
like my hope was that like okay they they didn't quite stick the they really didn't stick the landing with the sequel but maybe he's like aware of that and he understands that he's got to do right by the third and final one but he doesn't he just sticks to whatever guns he's got and really fucks it up there so don't see this movie and that's all i can say yeah the I applaud filmmakers when they're like when they're given a big franchise and they're told and they go like, you know what? I want to do something different. I want to do something out there. I applaud them for doing it because they want to do something. You know, they they, they want to put, but put their stamp on something. But you also need to know what the franchise is and some requirements of the franchise. Exactly. Exactly. Like, listen. Like, I'm not a fan of The Last Jedi. But I don't hate The Last Jedi because it does things thematically that was not really what Star Wars is about. No, I hated The Last Jedi because the way the story played out was just stupid to me. I thought it was very stupid. Uh, and, and the character decisions make no goddamn sense. That's why I don't like The Last Jedi. Agreed. But I do not, I've never ever hated it because Ryan Johnson was trying to do something different. I think I applaud that. I wish everybody did that, right? The things David Gordon Green is trying to do in Halloween Ends like would have been better suited to do in one of the middle movies, not the finale. The finale needs to be about what the beginning was about, the confrontation between Laurie and Michael. David Gordon Green is trying to do too much. He gives not enough focus to either thing. And then the big chunk of the thing, this study about this kid Corey becoming the next Michael, is so awkward and just so legit logically inconsistent and irrational that I'm just thinking to myself like, dude, like, like who the fuck turns evil just cause they get choked out by a serial killer. Like, like who, who the fuck goes like, you know what? I want to study this guy serial killing because people treat me like shit. And you're like, what? Like, it just makes no sense. Like, and then in service of that, you basically go like, okay, when you know how like Michael, his whole shtick is that he is inhumanly strong. Nothing seems to kill him. And like, like he's beyond human. Mm-hmm. We're just going to get rid of that. This, this scrawny, no, he's just a dude. No. Yeah. This scrawny 21 year old kid literally jumps Michael and <laughs> basically assaults Michael and steals his mask to do his final rampage. And, and Michael's just kind of in the ground. Like, the, like there's a scene where Michael's in the ground, like kind of like, like hunched over, like, like, Oh God, he punched me in the gut. And then he goes like, wait, I'm Michael Myers. And he does the creepy Michael Myers stand. Yeah. And it's just funny. It, it wasn't cool. It wasn't badass. It was just funny. He goes like, Oh shit. He kicked me in the nuts. Oh wait, I'm Michael Myers. I need to do my Michael Myers stand up thing. Yeah. Like, it's just, uh... You know that you know David Gordon Green's now going to try to reboot The Exorcist. Are you? That's serious? like his next project. Are you serious? Yep, he's going to reboot The Exorcist. No, no, first of all, even with the knowledge that he did successfully reboot Halloween, the the first Halloween or the the reboot call, he did it. He did out of the three times he nailed it the first time. Please, 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 please don't touch The Exorcist. That's like when they remade Ben Hur. It's like it's unnecessary. The 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 fucked up thing about it, see, is that The Exorcist is one of is again like you said a franch a horror franchise that only has two good ones, the first well, one and the third one. Well, except people acknowledge that the first one is significantly better than the third. 
The third is okay. I I think the third the third has one of the best scares ever done. Yes, I know. It's I know the scene you're talking about. It has an iconic scare without a doubt. But as a whole, the first Exorcist is, is in my opinion, vastly superior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Also, there's a scene that wait, which is the one where you see the demon kind of pass and these plants kind of die, or like the butterflies, the things around it die for a moment. Was the, does this take place in Africa? I uh, think that might be. I think that might be the third one. Okay, yeah, maybe that's the third one. The, no, the third one was the one that was directed by the the original author of the book. Who? Well, you, you also have to remember there were two prequels released. Oh it. yeah, one directed by Rennie Harlan and the other directed by uh, Paul Schrader. And both released around the same time, and both sucked. Well, because Paul Schrader shot it. And then the studio was like, this sucks. And then they basically told Rennie Harlan, it, basically what happened with Justice League, except yeah. uh, Rennie Harlan was like, okay, I'm going to cast the same, or I'm going to get the actors. And instead of doing reshoots, we're just doing a whole new shoot. Um, yeah. So the two movies are very different, except they both star uh, Stellan Skarsgård as the, as the, oh, as the priest. Right. But in, right. in any case, so yeah. I guess it's safe to say, see that you give this a sucks. This sucks. Don't see it in theaters. This is uh, this is a Halloween sucks for me. Halloween, Halloween sucks. Right, in right. It, it is. This isn't Halloween ends. This is Halloween sucks because Halloween blows. Yeah, this Halloween blows too. It sucks. It blows. It uh, it it uh, rims. I don't know. It, it it's bad. It rims. It's bad. It's bad. Guys. It's bad. Yeah. It's just it, it loses sight of what this franchise is supposed to be. And what it loses its sight for, what it looks... You know that meme about the guy looking at another woman while he's next to his girlfriend and she's like, yeah. what the fuck? So, so yes. this is like... This yes. is like... Like, Michael is looking at David Gordon Green and David Gordon Green's looking at... And you think like, oh, it must be a hotter chick. And it's just a pile of dog shit. <laughs> and my question is... I, I'm, with, I'm with Michael. I'm like... I agree with you, Michael. Why is he looking at that dog shit and not at you? He should look at you. You're much more interesting than the dog shit. And David Gordon Green's like, oh, dog shit. Ooh, subverting Stop. expectations. Stop. Ooh, dog shit. Oh, my goodness. I am the director of your highness. I oh am interested God. in dog shit. Listen, it's not... Listen, David Gordon Green has made great some great movies, but... Yeah, he's just a bit of a hit or a miss director, which happens. Some directors are like that. They just yeah. There's a fine line between stupidity and genius. And yeah, no, uh, you know, Stronger Joe are great movies that make Jake Gyllenhaal and N Nicolas Cage at the top of their game. Halloween is a really, really good reboot world that does some really interesting things with the character of Laurie Strode. George uh, not Washington is widely considered to be one of the best movies of. Uh, the 21st century and some yeah. it's, or it's at least within the top 100 of the 21st century. Yeah. Usually on the bottom end, but it is, yeah. it's considered fantastic and it is and, great. And pineapple express is it's, probably our generations up in smoke. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. It's great. But, but this, this, this like, is not... like, you know, like, let me put you this way. Oh, he also did that movie Prince avalanche, which was not good, but anyway, Oh my God, you're oh. That was not good. No, I saw if, that. If, if you want to see a the good version of that movie, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, what, oh, right. It was a remake. Yeah. Uh, There's a foreign film was it, first. Oh, fuck. I, I forget the original film's name. 
But in any case, in any case, we've shed enough on Halloween ends. Uh, I think I'm going to cleanse my palate by watching the original Halloween before I go there to bed. Go. There so go. Uh, anyway, this has been What Do You Think? I'm Al. I'm depressed. No, I'm C. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Halloween. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>